Hello, and thank you for listening to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven, alongside here with Brandon. Today's episode is another Spotlight episode, and our guest here today is Lauren Hahn of DIY Illinois. Hello, Lauren. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So tell us a little bit about uh, just who you are, just some basic stuff. We know that you love Star Wars, especially <laughs> the go. Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think this was coming first, but I, I should have known better, I guess. <laughs> not even 30 seconds in. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm fascinated with, uh, politics here in Illinois. Um, it's been a passion, one of my passions for over half my life, along with following the music scene and art communities here in, uh, Chicago, the Chicago, Chicagoland area and all throughout the state. Um, so that's primarily what takes up most of my time besides, you know, the, the 40 hour, um, mundane job. Yeah. So where are you from originally? Is it is it Chicago specifically? Or are you from a suburb um, or? Yeah, West suburbs, um, okay. West Chicago, Carroll Stream, um, Villa Park. Yeah, and just kind of all the West suburbs. When did you move to Chicago? Uh, I have not yet, but oh, I'm you haven't? itching okay. to. Um, yeah. Do it. I'm just waiting, waiting for the <laughs> right time. Gotcha. So. Uh, I obviously you, you talked about how you're very into like the, the political scene of Illinois and stuff. What you said it's been over like half your life that you have. What kind of was the start of that? What got you involved or interested in that realm? Um, well, I joined my debate team in high school, my freshman year, um, and stayed with it uh, until I graduated and then went to college for political science. Um, and then switched over to fine arts. So <laughs> they've kind of, like, politics and art have always kind of um, gone hand in hand for me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was just, um, you know, I started paying closer attention to um, what was happening in Illinois and um, what was being passed and uh, voted on in Springfield and just the issues that uh, I was starting to see a lot of families go through. Um, I think one of the biggest parts that really pushed me to pursue politics was um the 2008 uh housing uh crash and because that affected you know my family along with you know hundreds of thousands of other families and a lot of these families are still trying to get back on their feet so um you know while also going to college in a time where you have tuition rates you know 200 percent higher than they were a couple decades ago um, and, you know, over a trillion dollar student loan crisis that we're currently seeing. So, yeah. you know, it, there, there's always been something um, that I've wanted to try to address and help and, you know, possibly find the right people and try to, you know, make Illinois a better place and, uh, you know, for the working class and, and the communities that we're all a part of. Out of curiosity, was there any times when you were like a younger, younger kid that you think like ways that you were that that sort of illustrated that you would become very politically charged in the future like maybe when you were young you, you always had a thing against like injustices or you would stand up for your bullies or something um honestly it was probably 9-11 I you know I'd never heard of the word terrorist before and um you know I was in fifth grade and um I remember talking to my dad uh that night about it and um 
you know, we just started talking about the Bush administration and, um, you know, and it wasn't, it was just trying to understand something that was tragic and understanding um, why, you know, why it happened, you know, as a 10 year old. Um, but I think that really kind of sparked interest of uh, paying more attention to what the government's doing and, um, you know, just, yeah, uh, I don't know how to really yeah. explain it, but, you know, it just, something, something uh, turned on, you know, uh, so yeah. it just kind of grew from there. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people relate to that. I mean, I remember I was, when that went on, I, I think my dad talked about possibly joining the military. It was obviously a huge event, but uh, it's it's interesting to hear, you know, how young you were, how that kind of was somewhat of a catalyst into your, I guess, interest in that realm. So are your, your parents then, are they into, into the, the political scene as well? Do you think that also influenced you? Um, my dad, um, he's very politically charged too. Um, my mom, not so much. Um, and it's not, you know, it's just, there's so much to try to process. Right. And, um, you know, I, I hear it all the time, but, you know, where the reaction is, well, I don't really pay attention to politics because it's just really depressing, you know, and to mm-hmm. try to, you know, it, it does take a lot and it is exhausting if you're, you know, someone that is trying to make a difference and, you know, you're out there in the, um, in the protests, you know, you're talking to, um, these local organizations and chapters and, um, you know, it takes, it does take a lot of time and it is important, but not everybody has the time or even like the emotional or mental, um, uh, stamina. Yeah. Cause it, it is, especially when, you know, like a couple weeks ago we had the, um, the Van Dyke, um, oh, yeah. case and, you know, we had justice there for at least w- mm-hmm. for once we, we got one of them, you know? Right. Um, and then the following day it was just, uh, there was, now I'm blanking, um, but there was something that was just like a huge setback. So it's like, you know, you get one step ahead, two steps back. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's nonstop. So, I mean, um, for all the people that are out there, you know, risking arrest, um, you know, using their First Amendment right, you know, trying to help, like, sep- those, all the children that have been separated from their parents, you know, just all of these uh, national to state to local, you know, to your neighbors, like, these are issues that are affecting all of us. So yeah. it does take a lot, um, a lot of passion and endurance to try to stay on top of it and not lose your sanity yeah well i'm uh i'm I'm pretty interested so you mentioned that your dad is pretty politically charged yeah do do you see eye to eye on a lot of political issues or does it turn into kind of like verbal altercations of no you're wrong because i know like (laughs) me personally me and my dad will get in arguments over politics and things like that because we don't see eye to eye on a lot of it so i'm kind of curious of where you're at yeah, um, no, we actually uh, do agree on, on a lot of things. And, you know, he's, uh, it's just, it's nice to have, like, that older perspective um, where we're somewhat, you know, on the same, we see eye to eye on a lot of things, but I'm also teaching him a lot of what I've been learning and seeing and experiencing. 
through my research or the media team I was with, um, you know, because there's, there's a lot that he doesn't know either, but there's also a lot that I don't know. So, and I'm one of those people, I want to hear all sides before I make a judgment because um, knowledge is power. So, yeah. especially applied knowledge. So, you know, if you're curious enough to um, try to seek out answers and listen to as many perspectives so you can make possibly an unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's just the way that I see it. So it's nice to have a parental figure that, uh, you know, also gets pretty passionate about, um, you know, environmental justice, racial justice, you know. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot that we agree on. There's some that we, we don't, and sometimes the debates get a little, <laughs> little heated, but, you know, it's... Uh, Love it. You know, I'm, again, you know, I'm kind of a sucker when it comes to uh, debate so it's yeah. kind of a dying art um but it's it's also a lot of fun too especially when you know your shit and uh you can kind of just present your case and um you never know uh you might change someone's mind or you know someone can change yours and that's the beauty of it um it's just gaining that new perspective you never know well i think the beauty of debate and this is something I'm currently pursuing my master's in counseling and a lot that we've started to learn and I'm actually going to do some research on is is the importance of cognitive conflict, like being challenged so that yeah. it pushes your ceilings for understanding and development. And so that's where I think debate has a huge influence or the the possibility for impact on people to to not just sit in their own ways, to, to be able to not only want, like have a desire to do the research like you're like you're talking about, but also be, you know, kind of educated from another point of view. Um, and I think hearing other sides of things sometimes is just as important as you know searching through what you believe and and what uh, what you want. But I'm I am curious though because you you kind of advertise that you used to be a reporter for hard lens media right that's that's the name yes. of it how so was that like your first big job that like had to do with news or stuff like how did that come about what were some of your experiences there tell us about that sure um well i was actually with um another news organization um it was a team that uh jordan Sheridan from the young turks started um, and I met him at the People's Summit last year in, at uh, the McCormick Place here in Chicago. Uh, Bernie Sanders was like the headliner. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that room uh, was pretty wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, he was looking for reporters and on a whim, you know, it's just like, eh, you ever need someone here in Illinois? Uh, there's a lot going on here. And um and yeah, then we exchanged information, submitted my first piece like a week later about a uh, Bruce Rauner and his administration. So um, that kind of opened the door because someone through a mutual friend um, who runs the Wolfpack chapter here in Illinois. Um, and just a background for that, because Wolfpack is uh, awesome. Um, their whole premise is to overturn Citizens United um, which should have never been in uh, tech in the first place. But anyways, um, so through a mutual friend, he put me in contact with uh, Kit. And Kit is one of um, the co-founders of Hard Lens Media. So I reached oh, okay. out to him. 
Um, Super cool. This was during the time that Illinois was going through the special sessions. Um, the, there were 10 days. They were trying to pass a budget. Um, we almost entered our third year without a state budget, and it was costing the taxpayers $50,000 a day. And some of those meetings in Springfield adjourned after like seven to 10 minutes. Um, and so I, I did a lot of research about that, and they asked me if, um, if they could interview me on their radio show. And then uh, I decided to leave um, the other news team I was with to join them because they were here in Chicago as, as opposed to um, like a na- nationwide team. Gotcha. Um, so then, yeah, I was with them uh, from like September up until June. And yeah, met a lot of local politicians and grassroots organizations and local chapters and activists and um it just it really inspired me to see so many incredible people you know putting uh putting everything on the line and you know running for office and um yeah the day that we had chewy garcia uh in the station that was pretty cool because one of my biggest things that i like to focus on is education reform and um you know for me it's like okay you know you want to mess with pensions okay uh you want to you know dump uh all this toxic waste in lake michigan i'm not saying it's okay like all of this but when you fuck with kids education um it, i don't know it just lights a fire where i'm oh, like oh yeah that oh hell i agree no, with you that know. um there were some schools uh last fall that they didn't think they'd be able to open on time or they'd have to close by um by thanksgiving um you know where they had no idea what their what their budget was going to look like. And there were so many that were panicking. Um, and the district uh, that I lived in um, when I was out in Elgin is the second largest school district aside from uh, CPS, uh, Chicago Public School District. So, um, you know, it was, you know, to see how many teachers uh, and staff and students were voicing their concern um, you know, it was, it was a huge issue and it was unfortunately something that was tabled during the special sessions. Um, and they, they actually tried to pass, uh, some kind of compromise on, um, I think it was, uh, Senate bill one. Yeah. SB one. Uh, but anyways, yeah, sorry. I'm kind of ranting. I can, no, you're fine. No, we're, we're, we're I get, that. No, no, no. If you can't tell, you know, I, I kind of get heated about, about that. So. No, I, I'm glad that you get heated on the, this topic specifically is probably the one of the most passionate. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got schools where their infrastructure, you know, it's crumbling and, you know, they're just the fact that there were school, a lot of schools that didn't think they'd be able to open on time. Um, teachers, yeah. you know, that are being well underpaid. Um, you know, and having to put their uh, materials and supplies like in their, you know, out of pocket. And, you know, it's just you, you have to look at um, transparency. And there's a huge lack of that in Illinois, um, lack of accountability. And, you know, Bruce Rauner has definitely not helped. Michael Madigan hasn't helped. Rahm Emanuel hasn't helped. Um, you know, Joe Barrios, you know, you have all of these moving pieces and, a lot of them are in cahoots with each other and benefiting off of the suffering of low-income families. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of children um, kind of get hit hard because of those uh, actions. So um, I feel like that that really 
charges me to try to help in any way I can. So, yeah. well, I mean, <clears throat> I, I can kind of see with your passion the, the there's this negative side, the frustration that comes with it. Was working for a company like Hardlands was that difficult to? I guess, balance work with personal life? Because, I, I mean, de- seeing a lot of this stuff that's frustrating and, and gets you fired up, I, I imagine it, it'd probably be tough to go to sleep at night sometimes. Did you did you oh, deal yeah. with adversity or roadblocks with that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, and that's something that we, we were all very open with each other. So it was really great to have a team, you know, where, I mean, there were some topics um, some, some things that we covered that I covered on my own or Daniel and Kit were on location and, you know, it just, when you're seeing it in person, as opposed to, you know, on, on the TV or, you know, talking with someone, um, when you see it in person, it's just, it messes with you a lot. And, you know, being able to communicate that, um, you know, to try to keep some state stability, you know, emotional stability while you're right. still trying to help, but um, not not get too exhausted by just how overwhelmingly terrible a lot uh, uh, a lot of these things that are happening. Sorry, <laughs> you're um, fine. Yeah, no. So, so now we've kind of talked about politics. I'm sure we're, we'll go back into politics a bunch over the course of this. Uh, I I am kind of curious as to how music because music and politics are often associated with each other i'm just i'm kind of curious as to your involvement with music like was this was music something that you played as a kid or how did music kind of factor into being such a big part of your life um i think just art in general um you know i i started painting and playing guitar when i was uh, when i was a kid my parents got me a, a guitar when i was 13 and uh, you know just sang, sang in choirs, um, and my dad's a painter too, and I actually recently found out that both of his brothers and my grandpa are also painters, um, and we all do landscapes, so, um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if it runs in the family, but, um, it's just always been an outlet, and, uh, you know, just trying to, I don't know, maybe it's just a way to process a lot of the, the bullshit that we experience, and, in uh, a way that words can't really describe, so, I don't know. Um, it's just always been something that's really driven me and inspired me. So it's always been yeah. nice to find other people too. Um, and that's where a lot of the the music aspect kind of comes into play. You know, I started going to local shows in seventh grade and paying attention to um, the bands that were in my middle school and, um, you know, hearing of bands in, at local high schools and just starting to go to shows and um, you know, when I went, I live, I've lived in, uh, Carbondale because I went to school at SAU, um, Southern Illinois University and, uh, you know, in DeKalb, um, where, uh, Northern Illinois University is too. And, um, I, I don't know, I just always gravitate towards, um, the artistic creative people. And, uh, yeah. it's usually, you know, given me a lot of, uh, phenomenal connections to, artists and musicians and uh, a lot of them have become really great friends and um and the music scene in this whole state is just it's so expressive and inspiring and you Mm -hmm. know if i'm seeing all these people that i you know that i admire um and respect uh and seeing all of them pursue their passion and 
um, you know, it just kind of drives me to, to push even harder. So, yeah. um, you know, even though like the coverage I'm trying to do right now on my own, um, you know, it takes up a lot, a lot of time, but I wouldn't exchange it for anything else. So if I could do this full time, I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, right now we're going to take a quick break for Lauren to perform a song. She brought her guitar here today and she's going to play us. <laughs> It's from the Phantom Menace. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, as I uh, will reiterate, um, this is actually her favorite movie. uh, Not just... Wait, no, no, wait, Brandon, wait, what are you going to say? What are you going to say, Brandon? I'll say it's not just her favorite Star Wars movie. It's her favorite movie of all of time. Of all time. Any sort of film ever created, Phantom Menace is the top of her list. Yeah, you, you forgot to tell us I'm all about I'm trying so hard <laughs> to go along with that. It's... She's like, do not post this. You guys better cut this out of the pod. <laughs> Wait, well, you, you didn't tell us all about the pod racing scene. Like, it changed your life, I thought. I thought that's what, isn't that what spawned everything? She said Jar Jar Binks was her number one, like, inspiration or her biggest role model in her entire life. <laughs> no, but. No, I didn't believe it either. So many posters. <laughs> I, I actually do because so you know paintings of him. <laughs> action figures, but yeah. they're still in the box that she doesn't yeah, want to oh, open yeah. up the box. Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of them. I am curious because you know you're talking about music being such a huge part, and you have you know we we opened up talking about the the DIY Illinois. So tell us a little bit about. Um, I mean, that's kind of the meat and potatoes of of what you're really striving for that's your kind of it seems like your main passion right now um what where did that idea come from i know in in your message to us you said it was like after the primaries you brought it to hardlands media did they not really receive it well is that why you left or no they yeah they were like um you know they gave me the green light and uh oddly enough that following day uh one of my friends from a local band uh lover they're awesome uh, the singer reached out to me because I made some post about J.B. Pritzker um, winning the primary. And I'm like, great, we have a billionaire versus billionaire. This is great. That's what Illinois needs. And um, and he reached out and I'm like, hey, you know what? I actually just proposed this idea. Do you guys want to maybe come on the radio and maybe we can even film you guys perform a couple songs while you're there? And um so a couple weeks later, they came in, and uh, they're the only band with that we got to actually film, perform, because uh, it was just, um, it was at Q4 Radio, which isn't too far from here, um, but the room that we filmed it in, it just wasn't that soundproof, so gotcha. uh, we were, yeah, we were kind of afraid that it would interrupt the other programs that were on air, and oh. so, so th- unfortunately, that was the only one that we got to do, but um, I did start booking more and more bands and it was like 10 bands within 72 hours that were like okay here's an opening here's a date um and i don't know it unfortunately i kind of feel like the direction that i wanted it to go in was to just focus more on the diy scene and the like uh the creative process, you know, if they were musicians or artists or record labels or something, and not so much focus on politics, 
unless politics was brought up, then it's like, great, yeah, we could talk about both. This is great. Um, So in order to kind of retain that idea, I uh, and along with, you know, my uh, actual job too, um, just opportunities for like overtime kind of conflicted with the radio show. So I ended up, you know, leaving Hard Lens and, uh, you know, still... Uh, still close with those guys. They're 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 still doing great work, and um, you know, just trying to pursue my own vision for it. Um, and I want yeah. it to reflect the intentions of the of the scene one hundred percent. So, I feel like in order to um, execute that, I would need creative control of that idea. Yeah. Um, that way, the full attention is on the scene and not other topics. But um, yeah. So then, I mean. I think at this point, since March, um, I probably have over 3,500 photos and videos of uh, sh- of Illinois bands um, and a lot of touring bands and did like three interviews last week and have another 10 lined up this week. And um, the intention is to just gather as much information, uh, as much content, um, giving it to sharing it with the bands um and you know whoever whomever i'm interviewing and you know just kind of give like free free publicity you know like i'm i'm filming this or i'm interviewing them not just for content but i'm also a huge fan right so for me it's it doesn't it's not work you know it's just like i want to help in any way i can you know i kind of owe the diy scene my life. So, I mean, it's, um, it's really, uh, remarkable and, um, humbling, you know, to be a part of that and that it's being received well and that people want to talk to me. And, um, you know, I, I've got nothing but love and passion for the scene. So it's, uh, it's kind of a dream to be able to do this. So I'm going to see what, what's going to happen. I'd love to make a documentary about it. Um, you know, just collect as much content and interviews over the next year or so, and uh, maybe find the right, you know, some local filmmakers or people in the scene and put together a documentary to really showcase how beautiful and inspiring and awesome uh, this entire network of people truly are. Yeah, it'd be super cool. Um, <clears throat> so I, I wanted to ask you something that is pretty it's, it's a topic that we had just talked about in a previous episode which is kind of pursuing your passion and the fact that as you said you know you have to work another job right now you would love to do this full time but it can be kind of difficult because you know you still have to make money there's still things that you have to do yeah so kind of my question in all this is how does that affect you and do you ever feel like you have to compromise your art in a in a way because of the whole needing to provide for yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't really spend a lot of time at home. Um, I'm usually commuting, uh, either to shows or, you know, practice spaces, you know, um, at least, um, recently, but I mean, I try to go to at least two to three shows a week. Um, sometimes more than that. Um, you know, and if anything, it also helps me, uh, kind of stabilize my own um emotions and and mental state too you know it's it's been incredibly productive and instead of fixating on you know things that stress me out 
you know, I'm, I've actually gained a lot of happiness uh, being able to give back to this capacity. So, I mean, yeah, there are definitely times where I feel like I'm kind of running on fumes. Yeah. But, um, but there's also something rewarding, too, because you're putting in the grunt work. You know, you're trying to you're trying to get something done. You know, you have a vision and, you know, you're if I'm running on three hours of sleep or something like it's still worth it because it's something that you love to do. So definitely it's it's always going to be worth it. So if sleep, you know, you got to sacrifice some of that or, you know, even time with family and friends, um, you know, it's and it's ambition, you know, and it, it's going to take sacrifice. And I think, you know, that's a, like what we're all, you know, here trying to do. And um, a lot of the people and, you know, I consider everyone in the scene here, they're all entrepreneurs, you know, and a lot of them are brilliant. Um, for example, my friend Danny, uh, he actually runs an independent label, Don't Panic Records, here in Chicago. Um, nice. And... He's had it for like five, six years, I believe, and he's got quite a few bands uh, on his label. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's really cool to see um, see some good friends and new friends, you know, just again, they're putting in the grunt work, too. So it's like, well, shit, you know, if they're if they're pushing that hard, I need to be pushing that hard. So. Yeah. So you you have that kind of collaborative passion that that drives you that i mean that's that's something that i felt um when i was i I lived in nashville for a while and was pursuing music as a career and being around other musicians who were you know taking the same risks that i was and and dealing with the same you know issues or the 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 grind of performing every day and all that stuff It, it, it it is inspiring do you have any like because i think it is tough to our, our kind of societal norm is to, oh, you'd have to get a nine to five job in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Do you have any words of encouragement or advice for people who, who might be afraid to take those risks to pursue your passion or uh, not sure how to make it happen? Do you, anything that you kind of, a motto that you live by to, to keep going or anything that you would want to say to people that struggle with that? If it's something you love, it will always be worth your time. Um, I mean, I'm in in that boat, you know, I would love to, you know, be able to commit all most of my time to doing this. Um, you know, I'm losing 40 hours of productivity, even though it's, you know, helping me pay for bills. So, I mean, just, just hang in there. Um, if you have to rely on, you know, that nine to five job, um, you know, just, you're going to have to hustle a little bit more because, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're losing all that time, but you know, just always, make sure that you're okay too. like check in with yourself too, you know, and try to find that balance until, you know, you come across something where you maybe find a job where it's more in your field. And, um, like, I'd love to work for, you know, recording studio or a DIY label. And like that, you know, anything in like that Avenue at like a local gallery or something, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, you know, but just hang in there. Don't give up. Uh, the worst thing you could do is give up. So if you have a vision, fucking chase it, chase it down. Even if it yeah. takes years, um, it takes a lifetime, you know, if you have that passion at all, hold on to that and, uh, yeah, just don't give up. Do you think it's important for everybody to follow their passion? 
Absolutely. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, if you if you don't if you're not satisfied in in your job or at at home or just what you're you know doing with your time, um, you know, yeah, not everyone has the uh, the resources or can pursue their passion, and you know, it will always take sacrifices. Um, but at least trying to find some way to channel that passion and love into whatever expression or whatever, you know, any project or, um, just, you're going to have your failures. Um, but that shouldn't scare you from trying. You should always try. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you fall on your face, you know, definitely. That's what we're all, we're all about here. I mean, Brandon and I are on our are on our grind outside of normal work hours, and it's totally worth it. We would have never met you had yeah. we not started this podcast. I think this is a prime example of a situation that you're creating the potential for moments to happen that you would have not had if you didn't put yourself out there. Oh, yeah. So what was the the spark that for the, the DIY Illinois? What was? Did you have a light bulb moment that was like, hey, I should specifically, like, this is my vision, or was it something that kind of developed over time? Um, yeah, this is an idea I've had for a long time. I uh, just didn't have the resources to really do it and had no idea where to start. Um, and then when I proposed it to Hardlens, yeah, we were all uh, watching the primary results come in and, um, you know, we were looking for ways to incorporate more of um, more communities, you know, bringing them to our show and you know, just outreach, and I'm like, well, I know a lot of people in the music scene. I think that'd be really cool to kind of combine politics and music when it's all local, it's all DIY. We were a DIY media news team. Um, They had only been around for like a year when I joined. So, um, yeah, it was an idea I had for a couple of years, but um, with the platform that Hardlens gave me, it gave me enough confidence uh, to pursue it and you know even though it's you know most it's all recorded on my phone it's not like I have my own team or like fancy cameras and all that but not yet not not yet, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah I mean that'd be that'd be great but um you know just yeah I just see it as any way that I can help I may not have the tools but I've got time and as long as you know, my car's running. Um, I will make it. I'll make it to a show. I'm actually going to a show tonight, um, and it's at a DIY venue uh, spot. Um, and they've got four bands performing, and I uh, one's from Cincinnati actually. Uh, their name is Lung, like lungs, uh, and they're badass. Um, and yeah, it was just uh, so. I'm hoping to like interview you know, the organizers and, and the bands and, you know, the people that live there and, um, cause they throw shows there a lot. So, um, it's just really cool. So, um, I've, I was very surprised how quickly people were responding cause I kind of just launched the Facebook page for it. Um, and again, it was just like having time to, you know, put it towards, just one social media platform. Um, and I'm just trying to organize all the content. I mean, 
3,500 files, it's a lot to go through. And I was going to say, know. have you have you started going through that at all oh, or yeah. organizing it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cause, good. Because <laughs> I, I want to, you know, have folders for each band that I've filmed um, and then even break that down. Some of these bands I've seen, you know, five, ten times uh, in the last, you know, nine months. And, um, you know, so having even within that folder you know, spe- uh, specific shows, where they performed, who was on the bill, um, and the dates, you know, and just, again, where, like, the research part comes in, but also organizing organizing all of it so that uh, I can share it with them, and they can use it for whatever promotional material, you know, that they might need, but, um, you know, it's not something I'm asking for um, compensation on because it's something that I feel like a lot of people need. Um, They need exposure. And, you know, I'm, you know, trying to, trying to help that out. So I'm like, here, here's like 50 (laughs) pictures, you know, here here you go. Um, I don't know if you'll use them, but (laughs) your Um, Facebook page, what is the the title? Is it just DIY Illinois for people that want to like check it out? um, Or I think it's actually, yeah, I think it's do it yourself, Illinois. Okay, just specifically do it yourself. Check okay. it out. Yeah. Um, and then my Instagram is pretty much my show coverage, too. Um, Bandcamp is, like, my mecca when it comes to um, uh, finding local musicians. Um, and so I post a lot of, uh, like, their Bandcamp pages there, too. So, But a lot of, lot of uh, local events. Um and you know pictures of these practice spaces and venues and recording studios because to me it's just fascinating um and you know it's really cool to be invited to a lot of these places where you know some of them are new acquaintances and um you know to kind of have like that trust um that i'm not just trying to exploit you know anything um so i feel like i have to be very clear like this is my intention um, and I want to reflect you guys, you know, to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm also a big fan. So, I mean, it's, it's a win, 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 win all around. Yeah. And your Instagram page is L as in Lauren Han Solo, H-O-N-S-O-L-O. Her second favorite character in the Star Wars franchise <laughs> behind Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a second. Let's, I want to take a step back about the Star Wars thing. So did you bring this up because of the Instagram thing? Solo, you know? No? What? What are you talking how, about? Like, how we got in this whole Star Wars talk? How we even get yeah. into the Star Wars talk? Yeah, because her Instagram is Han, El Han Solo, so I was like, she must like Star Wars. I, I have a feeling. Yeah. The I, di- I definitely didn't predict her to be such a a passionate mind towards uh, the Phantom Menace like she is, but uh... who would have thunk it? Honestly, yeah, I still can't believe it myself. I mean, that, I get the pod race thing a little bit. It was pretty cool, you know. So beyond elusive because you advertise that on your instagram page where, where do they come into the mix what what role do they play in your life and and uh, tell us a little bit about that yeah so um it's a company we're launching uh it's a media production company and they uh there's five, four five of us i think we just had a new member join and they're all musicians one you know graphic designer animation um so 
we're hoping to again assist the you know the DIY scene and just um, really any anyone that's looking for promotional material. Um, this is definitely more of like a business uh, aspect, and um, like my solo project, you know, can kind of assist to see you know, who, who's looking to do music videos or who wants to organize a show, who's coming out with an album and, you know, they're looking to, they need assistance with like their release campaign. Um, so it's more of like the production aspect of it. And, uh, you know, we actually, uh, our first project together as a team, um, was at an album release show for my friends in Ugly Bones, a couple, uh, months ago in August and they had four other bands opening all local bands. Um, and it was a huge turnout and we had, uh, like three or four cameras going, um, did the audio. We had our zoom going and, uh, one of the bands reached out to us and we actually put all of the, like their entire set into a music video for them. Um, and it turned out really well. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, we're, you know, just looking for people, um, you know, that are looking to do, like, more professional stuff. And, uh, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're open for business. So, I mean, we're, we're about to launch the website, um, and we're hoping to have our launch party maybe sometime in the spring. But Wait, um, you're hoping to what? I, I thought I was on the website. What are you talking about? It's not launched? Well, I mean, it's still... Um, like we're still working on it. I oh, mean, okay, it is gotcha. up and running, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What am I looking at right now?" <laughs> okay, gotcha. Okay, so you, when, when are you guys? Do you have an, a set date for when you're launching that, or is that kind of to be determined? Yeah, it was going to be November 10th, um, but we're kind of short on time, and we gotcha. wanted to just throw a big show. Um, you know, have four or five local bands perform. And, um, but we kind of just fell short with time. So, um, you know, a lot of shows don't really happen that much during the winter. So we figured the spring, spring awakening kind of thing, um, you know, and try to really, um, do it the right way. So, um, yeah. And we've, we've done some business with, um, some other local, uh, companies. We did logos for a wine company. That was pretty cool. Um, we've got a few artists that want to do music videos. Um, uh, the guy that uh, kind of started this, it, Corey and Nick. Um, Nick is actually a drummer in a local band for Erico, and he is also a director too. So um, yeah, so it'd be really cool. We've got uh, this uh, hip hop artist that wants to do a music video, so we're kind of waiting to hear back and have some other people that want to do something similar to. So we're all just really excited, um, you know, and just trying to find people that are interested and, you know, let's make something awesome. We're all about that here. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I really respect about it, it seems like you, you and this team at Beyond Elusive all just bring kind of a a diverse set of talents and interests and stuff. I I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Very versatile and it does make me wonder you know with the bands that you choose do you guys do you when you decide who you go interview and stuff obviously you're focusing on the DIY scene but is there a specific genre you like to focus on or do you 
keep, kind of keep that open-ended? Do you really just rely on people reaching out to you? How do you decide that? Um, I mean, I kind of listen to everything. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not one particular genre. Um, like I'm interviewing um, a punk band, like a hardcore punk band tomorrow, and then a hip-hop artist from Elgin on Tuesday and oh nice um like an electro rock pop band Ooh. on Thursday and um and then uh actually interviewing Danny from Don't Panic on Wednesday so I mean um yeah I love listening to you know really any local band and I love picking up their CDs when I go to shows too I've got like a pretty decent stack going now um and a lot <laughs> of them even press their own vinyl which is awesome. Yeah. I collect records too. So, I mean, it's like to actually see like my friend's record, you know, and be able to do that. Legit record. Yeah, (laughs) it's awesome. So, um, and yeah, my car, I, in my car, I just listen to CDs. So it's a nice way for me to um, really be able, especially with how much I I commute, um, you know, to really just get to know all of these albums and uh, just just sparks a huge interest. So especially if they're coming out with new material, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something I pay close attention to because um, it, it seems like just in the last week, I, I know like three or four um, bands that I'm friends with that all released new albums. And, uh, you know, just in the next couple weeks, probably another dozen or so that are releasing new new records so um it is just constant and uh and I, but i love that um it's endless so the creative output is just it's impeccable do you keep in touch with most of the bands in general like after you talk to them oh yeah um yeah a lot of them i i consider very good friends and um you know we we're kind of all on the same on the same page you know, we, we get why we're all doing this, why we're dedicating all this time to what we love. And, uh, you know, it seems like this is the perfect way for me to contribute to a scene where I'm not in a band. I'm not, you know, working at one of these uh, studios or something, you know. I'm just I'm just a gal over here, you know, that's just, I'm a big fan, but, yeah. you know, I can kind of bring my reporting and passion for music in a, a beautiful mix and um, yeah collaboration you know, absolutely yeah so and you know introducing bands and people to each other that are in different music circles and you know and then they become friends and you know and it's it's just a huge network and uh, yeah so i i like introducing people to each other too that i think would really hit it off and you know because for the most part yeah Everyone in this scene, they're all fucking awesome. Well, that's, I feel like just from my experience with the music industry, the the very undervalued or underappreciated part of it is the networking between these different artists. So I think it's so cool that you do introduce these people from kind of different walks of the music, you know, industry or, or paths where they might not cross normally or whatever, because... 
I think something beautiful about us all like pursuing our passions is when we can assist each other or we can share in our experiences and stuff too. I mean, like you've talked about, like you feel super inspired by all these people that are, are pursuing their passion and, you know, to, to, to bring those people together can lift people up. And, and, and just in that alone, you're making a huge impact. So I, I really respect that. And I think it's, it's awesome that you're doing it. One thing I did want to say, Steven was trying to keep this under wraps, but him and I are starting a a rap group and we were hoping that yeah, you could get assigned to that record label well, this, of your this friend. This is the time to tell people that. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were gonna have like no. some epic release is party. Is it called the Phantom Menace? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> now our entire cover is blown now. Dang God. it! All right, I'm gonna drop a beat. You just start freestyling. All right. <laughs> Hi. Uh, oh, we're not actually doing this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I'm an name's Steven. Some people call me Butch Boss. It doesn't matter. Don't get lost in my beats, man. What do you think? First thoughts. Solid. 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 Do you think we have a chance? Yeah. Would you interview us based on our incredible abilities there? Oh, yeah. There we go. We got something. We're just going to switch the mic over here real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll start recording. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you know, it was just, it all started one day. We watched The Phantom Menace together. We saw a pod race. We were just like, we can be rappers. The, the title of this episode is going to be How We're Pod rappers. Racing Changed My Life. What <laughs> so um, One other thing I wanted to know, because one thing I know as like, you know, being a content creator myself is as much as I, I do like to focus on a specific project, my, my mind is always spinning and I come up with new ideas. Do you, are you kind of fixated on this project right now? Have you had any ideas that you, you know, once maybe you put something together for this, you think you're going to reach for next, or is that kind of off on the back burners until you're done with this pursuit? Um, I don't, you know what? I'm not entirely sure. I don't really want to put like a time frame on this, um, just because it's been ongoing for over a decade, but now you know, it's, I've found a way to organize, um, all of, you know, this whole approach. So, um, I mean, for the time being, I'm just going to keep going to shows, keep introducing myself to bands, keep supporting local music and, um, local art and just keep networking and try to meet as many people as possible, um, and assist in whatever way I can. So, I mean, it'd be great. Uh, I'd love to make a documentary about it, but I feel like this, this project would take quite some time. Um, at least it, it should have that dedication. Maybe maybe even a couple years of uh, really gathering all of this. Um, and maybe some assistance if anyone out there, there wants. There we go. Put know, the plug in there. There's, I mean, <laughs> so I was showing Stephen this. Um, this is kind of my Bible uh, that I started. Um all like local art, um, local bands, um, DIY record labels, um, small businesses, and um, you know started recording or jotting down um, shows that I know of. And I mean, some some days there are like four, five, six events happening simultaneously throughout the city, or you know stretching out to Rockford or DeKalb or. Um, you know, in the suburbs, and it's like, I can't cover all of this all by myself. I would love to, but 
but I can't be five places at once. So I, right. the, the hardest part is trying to like pick and choose who am I going to go see. Um, and a lot of times, you know, if I know a lot of the bands and they're playing at different places and it's like, well, I want to see these friends or I haven't seen, you know, these guys over here in a little while, you know. So, uh, yeah, having assistance with that would be amazing. Um, so how how could people get in touch with you? What are, what are the different avenues that people could reach out to you if, if they did want to be part of the project or help you out in any way or stuff like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very accessible on Instagram or uh, Facebook. Um, or, you know, check out one of your local events. You might see me in the mosh pit. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Hell yeah. Um, Are you know. crowd surfer too? No, but I, I help when we uh, do that, when we crowd surf people. Uh, it's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys like, you know, yes, I have my phone out, but uh, I'm also in the pit too. And, you know, so the camera gets a little shaky sometimes because <laughs> it's really hard for me to just stand there like just as still as possible I'm like rocking out like, you know, so sometimes I I actually will stop filming so I can go jump in the pit real quick. and then come back. (laughs) So what you really need is somebody who's not interested in it at all so that they can stay on the back and film while you're in the mosh pit. (laughs) No, I I know who I I dated a girl one time who just didn't like music. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I don't know. None? No, just wasn't in music. I don't know. It, for those of you who are listening, you didn't get no. to see Lauren's face right there when she heard a person doesn't like music. She was very <laughs> taken aback by that. Like, how is that possible, though? There's know. so many. Probably yeah. a robot, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe There's got to be something. There's gotta be She's something. a clone. She's a clone, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tack of the clones. Attack of the Clones. Definitely <laughs> definitely up there with Phantom Menace. Maybe not quite on par, but still good. Still pretty good. <laughs> I lost my train of thought, too, because like, there was actually a question I was going to ask along these lines, and then now I'm just, mine's on Star Wars. Gosh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shoot. Ah, shoot. Not again. <laughs> what was it about the mosh pits? Uh, I don't know. It was, it, was some, it was like right before that. I could probably uh, think of another question. I could probably think of another question. Um, so, is there anything, <laughs> why are you looking like me? <laughs> no, 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 it was something This next with, question like, is going to be dope, just no, 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 like. No, no, no. It was something to do with, what like. What is your favorite color? <laughs> Blue. It was something to do with, no, wait. like. <laughs> like, like it, your experiences, like, have you ever done an interview or, or gone to a show anything like very out of the ordinary like good story that you'd like to tell that comes to mind um well i'll just go with one of uh, a recent event um so there's this really cool diy spot in pilsen uh it's called backroom 312 and it's actually underground um and there was a show there. My friends in Death of Self were playing along with uh, Sawbuck. Um, and they had, it was actually their release show. And I think they had five bands performing that night. And Death of Self was the second band, I believe, that played. And between sets, you know, all the smokers would go out to, you actually had to enter the venue through the alley. Uh, it was 
it's awesome. Anyways, um, so all the smokers were, you know, hanging out in the alley. Maybe like 40-some people, 40, 50 people. Uh, and then a cop decides to start driving down the alley. So then we all had to start walking. And the it spooked the venue owners. They weren't letting anybody back in. And the cops actually couldn't find where all these kids were coming from. Um, they, they actually couldn't find it and you couldn't, you can't hear the music really from the alley either. So they actually couldn't find our spot, which is badass. (laughs) The show kept going. There we go. Kept going. (laughs) And all of us that had to start walking split off into groups. I stuck with the death of self guys and we were just trying to think of, you know, how many times do we have to circle around you know, this half mile block and try to sneak back in. Cause I mean, at this point there were cops everywhere. They're trying to find underage people. They're trying to find this fucking venue and they couldn't. And, um, so at one point after like an hour of just constantly circling around and trying, you know, checking to see out of the cops in the alley, you know, um, we're, we're just standing for like a few minutes and uh, I was actually because I had to work at like 7 a.m. the next day and uh, it was like 12 o'clock by this point so I'm like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to my car I'm just gonna head out um, but then they were like you know what let's try to sneak back in let's try one more time because they actually had all their gear still in there <laughs> so they actually couldn't just leave um, so I'm like, all right, you know what? If we're going to try it, yeah, let's go for it. So we get up to the door. Um, they, The venue owner just happened to be there. Um, and I think there were some people that were just about to walk out. So we actually got back in just in time for the headliner to go on. And yeah, it, it ended up working out. Um and then we all just fucking raged. <laughs> it, was, it was so cool, like, sneaking back into the event when the cops tried to bust it. Um, yeah, that was probably one of the coolest uh, things that I've experienced in a while. And But, I mean, you, you never know with, uh, with this scene. You never, you never fucking know what's going to happen. So um, it was a, definitely a pleasant surprise. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's been a while since I've been to a show where the cops try to busted they did that to two of my birthday parties i've had cops damn stop pigs. the stop the show <laughs> yeah and it was like right after i performed and, and my birthday is july 3rd so it's always like a fourth of july party you know very patriotic and um well like politically you, you know like yeah i get very vocal around my birthday but yeah yeah the cops you know they like to ruin a good time <laughs> So. One thing you should know about Lauren is that she's on the no-fly list, so that's why the cops are always coming around her birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's not banned from uh, pod racers, though. She yeah. can fly those. I can still fly those. <laughs> what did I tell you? Steven's got one joke, and he will not let it die. He will drill it into the ground. Every time, without fail. Is there, um, is there anything else that that uh, we, we didn't cover that we should dive into. Any, any questions for you, Brandon? No, I, I'm just, I'm really happy that you, you know, uh, came on the, the show today and, and hearing your story. And 
um, you can definitely hear just the passion in, in your voice and the things that you're pursuing. I'm uh, just a huge fan of you and the things that uh, you're doing creatively and just with your life. I, I think for anybody listening to hear, you know, you, you say things like, yeah, just fucking go for it. Just pursue, you know, what what else are you going to do with your time? You know, this is what you care about. Make that your life goal. I, I think that's something to live by. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, th- honestly, yeah thank you, thank so, you much. so much for for bringing me on board. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Thank thank you. And yeah, as you said, like pursuing your passion, we're all about that here. I think that everyone, or all three of us here, can can attest to doing things outside of work that aren't just your job is definitely worth it if, if you've got something that you want to do don't be afraid just go out there and do it yeah because you'll meet a lot of really cool people have a lot of cool experiences and uh you know hopefully the cops don't intervene if you're doing something <laughs> cool shit. they will find a way <laughs> yeah, but you never know you never know but anyways any things you want to plug before you uh kind of sign out with us um yeah, uh, if you want to get in contact with me or you want to know, hey, what, what events are going on, you know, in, in the city tonight. Yeah, I'm very accessible. Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, or catch me at a show. Other than that, um, yeah, I'll be around. You want to you <laughs> say your uh, Instagram and Facebook one more time just for the... Sure. Um, so it's uh, Do It Yourself Illinois uh, for Facebook. And my Instagram is Han. H-O-N, solo. Um, yeah, just send, shoot me a message. Um, you want to grab coffee, talk about local music and art, you know, I'm always down for that too. Any excuse to talk about the DIY scene, and I will make time for that. So Yeah, and we'll, we'll post links in the, the show description too if, if you guys need help finding that stuff. So. Cool. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening to this episode. Our next episode will be about the Harvard lawsuit, and we will talk to you soon. Take it easy.